We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where I help you stop putting out fires and start leading. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. One of the best pieces of feedback that I've gotten during the pandemic with the masterminds that I run is that principals are enjoying talking about instruction and not just talking about COVID rules and regulations. It's one of the great things that we get to do in the mastermind is focus on the things that really matter. And sometimes we try to focus on other things, on the distractions that take us away from our vision, but we're always able to come back because our whole goal is to help us get our schools to where they need to be. So I would love to have you in there. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've probably heard me talk about it before. You probably have questions. Just go to jethrojones.com slash mastermind and let's set up a time to to talk about it. That's jethrojones.com slash mastermind and then click on schedule a call. I look forward to talking with you. Again, that's jethrojones.com slash mastermind. Welcome to Transformative Principal. I am excited to have on the program today, Jeff Karras. He is a principal, assistant principal in Katy, Texas. Uh, he started teaching in New York, then went to Sugarland, Texas, and is now a prin- assistant principal in Katy, Texas. Uh, Jeff, welcome to Transformative Principal. Hey, thank you so much for having me today. It's an honor to be on. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you. And one of my favorite things, Jeff, is when I get to talk to people that other people say, are amazing principles. And that to me is, is awesome. So you were recommended by a friend of mine, Brittany Schroeder, who was on the podcast talking about her compassion clubs that she does in schools. And so that was 
quite a while ago, several episodes away now, but um, excited to have you on. She said that you are awesome. You're doing great work and I should definitely talk to you. So thanks for, for heeding her call and coming on the podcast today. Oh, of course. Yeah. And coming from her, that's an honor because she's doing amazing things here in, in Katie. And uh, she came out and uh, worked with my young men's group a little bit. And it was just so uh, inspiring to hear her message. So she's just a great person and has a great, great mission here. Yeah. Well, and your young men's group is one of the things she said that we had to talk about. So let's start by talking there. Tell us about the young men's group, what it is, how it started and whatever else information you want to give us about that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. This is one of the things that uh, really just excites me about my, my position, the young men's group. It's one of my favorite things that uh, I do. And, you know, the, uh, it, 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 what it is, is it's a group of uh, mainly at-risk students that uh, I select with in collaboration with our teachers. And um, it's all about leadership. And uh, what we do is we meet once a month and um, I work with the community, different organizations in the community to get uh, breakfast donations for the students um, every month. And we also, I also reached out and got some donations for shirts and ties because we want to look the part of a leader and we want to stand out and we want I want people to talk about this group of students in the building and, and know that they're important. And these guys are a special group of young men walking around our campus. So, uh, you know, we, we meet, we talk about different leadership skills, leadership topics, different people from the community come in. And typically I'll have a speaker there and the speaker would come in and talk about their story, you know, how they uh, worked through different adversities and became successful. Uh, we've had a lot of great people in our community come in and, and share their tips for success um, and just work, talk about different leadership things. Um, we've practiced giving handshakes, how to do a proper handshake, how to make eye contact uh, when you're speaking in conversations with people. This year, we we worked on different leadership topics that go along with our character program we use here in schools. Um, and we did some goal setting and how to find accountability partners. And then we held each other accountable to our goals. So um, just a lot of really deep topics that uh, that these students really benefit from. That's kind of what the the overview of the the program is. Uh, the whole idea came. Uh, I went to a training. Um, I go to a lot of different behavior conferences, and that's kind of my my niche is behavior. So uh, at one of the conferences, uh, there was a guy from Dallas, and he had a gentleman's group, and uh, they did different service projects, and uh, they had a picture he showed with with shirts and ties, and. And he did it a little bit differently, but then I thought, you know, how, how can I do that? Because whenever we hear great things, if we try to, you know, emulate it exactly as they do it, it's just not who we are. So I try to find out, okay, what, what am I passionate about? How can I take this idea and how's it going to benefit our kids? Because, you know, I, it really, it's about our population of students and, and um, it just kind of adapted over the, over the years. Yeah. And, and that's one of the pieces that is really important that you can't just adopt wholesale what somebody else does, then it's still their program. It's not yours. And so you have to adapt it to meet your own needs. What were some of the things that you saw that you said, we really need to do it like this or like that in Katie, that is different than how this guy was setting it up? Yeah. So, you know, some of the things I saw was just like the school that I, I went to, I, my first task, I really just looked at our our office referral, our, our behavior data and said, okay, what, what are some of the needs of our students? And, and really what I saw is a lot of our young men are at risk populations. They needed to be a part of something to, to have some leadership, some social skills, and, and really just know how to channel 
and navigate the different emotions and the struggles that, that they were going through. Um, so a lot of times when you find a, the right avenue to kind of channel that energy and, and be able to say, okay, I'm upset about this. How do I, how do I express myself and, and do it in a positive manner and then also make them a part of the school rather than, you know, when we have discipline issues, it disrupts the learning, but how do we better the learning environment? And that's really our focus is what can we do to be an active contributor? Um, so in looking at, at his program um, that he did, you know, they, they kind of hit on the, some of the same topics, but really w- when we brought it here, I wanted to get them in because, you know, our students, um, we have a, we had a lot of population on, you know, free and reduced lunch and things. So I thought, okay, we definitely want to have a breakfast component to that because how are we going to excite kids about coming in and, and getting their excitement? And well, we're going to give them some free food. And uh, they love that part of it. And a lot of them said, you know, I, when you said free breakfast, I came cause I wanted the food, but now I really like the group and I, and I like the things we talk about and the things we do. So we had to hook them, but then, you know, I was also thinking like what, which people in our community could they connect to and, and really relate to. And we found some great speakers to come in. Um, and, and that was kind of a, a part that, that grew with it. And I really didn't sit down and plan out. I want to have speakers. I want to do this skill kind of just comes to me on the, um, you know, I go to one month and I say, okay, we, we talked about this. What's the next thing that can build upon that and how can we adapt and really just keep growing all the skills we're learning to, to really make the whole, whole student, uh, better and better mm-hmm. impact to our school. So. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. Um, I think when you really try to fine tune something to the needs of the people right there in front of you, it has a lasting impact on them because they know that it's for them. And so, you know, finding guest speakers in the community, people that can speak to the challenges they're facing, I think just goes a long way to helping them feel that support and feel that care that, that they need in order to be successful. And so I really commend you for that. One of the things you talked about was youth leadership as it relates to that. What are some of the things that you do to help these young men have leadership opportunities in the school, especially when they are the boys that nobody wants to have in a leadership position because they're the ones who are at risk, getting in trouble and what have you. How do you help them have leadership opportunities? Yeah. So it's really looking at what each student's strengths are and what they bring to the table because different students, they might have different strengths. So we have some students who, you know, if they're fifth, fifth grade, uh, now I'm in eighth grade, uh, but uh, if they're older students, maybe they can mentor some younger students who face some similar struggles that they went through um, in that age. And, you know, it was great because I had one student who mentored a kindergarten student and said, you know, when I was in kindergarten and I got upset, I used to do these things. And, and that's just, I learned it's not appropriate. So here's some other things I can do. And and just seeing the conversation between that older student and that younger student, um, we can, t- as adults, tell students, you know, everything we want them to do. But when they truly hear it from somebody who they look up to and and admire as a an older student, then they say, you know, well, hey, here's some things you can do. Let's practice. I'm going to come in and check on you. And I'm going to peek in when I go to the restroom. I might make sure the teachers know, hey, this student has permission just to peek in on this younger student and just kind of give them a thumbs up if they're doing the right thing. Um, so they might do that. Um, we have had some beautification things where, you know, we want to make our school better. So if we have a garden, maybe I'll take them out and we'll water the garden at some point and just kind of talk about their day, uh, maybe find different areas of the building to clean up, different hallways that, you know, the bulletin boards might need to be restapled. And just, and what I usually tell them is, 
you know, take initiative when you're out in the building. Don't wait for me to say, Hey, let's go out and do this. What do you think you could do when you're walking the building to make it better? And those are just some of the things we also had some, um, some student tour guides who would, uh, when we had new students come, they would teach them our behavioral expectations, uh, take them around the building, teach them the expectations in the cafeteria. And that's always good because when you can teach something, you truly understand it. So for the students who maybe struggled a little bit with behavior or just needed some kind of leadership, you know, to go out and teach expectations to someone else builds their capacity and understanding those expectations also. And uh, another thing, you know, we talked about with, with staff is, you know, in, in the cafeteria, maybe some of those students who struggle with, with behavior, have them at the beginning of the cafeteria just for, say, hey, remember the expectations in the cafeteria are to clean up after you're finished and speak in a respectful voice. And when they're leading behavior in our building, then they truly become a part of behavior and wanting to change it for the better. So uh, I think it's just finally finding any leadership opportunities to really make them take a part in the campus. Yeah, I like that. And it's, it's one of those things where you, you can plan out and make all these, all these things that kids can do, but it's really about giving them real opportunities to, to be a leader, no matter how big or small, that's what they find really successful. That's what helps them be better. Like you said, when they're the ones leading the the behavior expectations and they, they can often say things that you and I couldn't say, man, this one time I was doing this and it was not a good idea. And this is why. And I've had that experience too. And you're like, man, thank you. That was like the best explanation you could have given of why we have this rule. And it's, it's perfectly appropriate for you to say that. But if I were to say, this one kid, he did this and, oh, it's that kid right over there. He did this bad thing over here. That's not going to be good for him, but him admitting to his own weaknesses or saying, this is what I did. That wasn't a great idea. I mean, that's really powerful and kids can really learn from that both as the one who's saying it and the, the ones who are receiving it. So that's really powerful. John Cat Educational supports high-quality teaching and learning by providing publications that are research-based, practical, and focused on the key topics proven essential in today's and tomorrow's schools. The latest John Cat publications include a book whose bold, transformative ideas amaze and infuriate people around the world, according to one reviewer, a title from Global Leaders in Curriculum Planning, Practice, and Retrieval, one book that says stop talking and start doing with regard to teacher well-being, and much more. These books used by educators of all roles across North America and worldwide amplify fresh, engaging voices with practical strategies to create transformative change. Learn more in our show notes at jethrojones.com slash podcast. Yeah, it is. And just to see that reflective moment in students. And then afterwards, you know, we always have those reflective conversations of, Hey, that was really powerful when you talk to them about the way you used to do this and how you improved, you know, and we just, I think it's just about reflecting because a lot of, a lot of times students just don't know how to stop and kind of think about what they did and how they grew from it. So just pointing that out and celebrating those things in students and always being positive and encouraging them because we all struggle, but you know, if we harp on our struggles and we're just going to, we're going to keep knowing about that. We got to, we got to really bring light to the great things they're doing. Yeah. And there are certain things where 
we can have a kid be a student body president or be on a, a council of some sort or whatever. Um, but those are really limited leadership opportunities. You can only have one student body president. And so we need to find ways to enable as many students as possible to have leadership opportunities. What are some of your other thoughts about finding ways for kids to have leadership opportunities besides just the traditional student body president or class officer, whatever the case may be? Yeah, we and, and that's really what we focused on too. When we did our, our like student uh, tour guides, we focused on, you know, let's find students who maybe aren't the leaders in the student council. Uh, let's find students who maybe they're not involved in all these programs. Um, and one of the things we we started uh, over at the elementary school is um, like uh, some different groups. We call them Tuesday groups. What we did is we found, you know, students who had different interests, but then also teachers who had different interests. Uh, for example, like when, when I was in college, I played rugby and I wasn't that great at it, but I, I enjoyed it. And uh, it was a sport that not many students know, um, especially when you're looking at our, our our students now, we, you know, we know basketball, baseball, football, soccer, pretty much. And, and here in Texas, we don't even know what hockey is really. But uh, so when we look at that, you know, I, I said, Hey, we're going to learn rugby. It's not about the game of rugby. It's more about the te- learning teamwork skills, perseverance, leadership skills, and showing growth because, you know, it's just like reading. We might struggle in reading um, just like we're struggling learning this new sport, but the second time we come back and do it, we're a little bit better. And then we're a little bit better than that. And we just show growth. So um, with like our Tuesday groups, I would, I grew leaders in that. So I'd have students who would then become my assistant coaches. So if I, you know, they started playing, doing the rugby group with me in third grade, by the time they got to fifth grade, they were my assistant coach as what I call them. And they'd come and actually lead the groups. Then um, we'd break off into six groups and they'd lead stretches and they'd lead the first drill and, um, then when they went to junior high, they'd come back over and say, can we still be an assistant coach when we get out of, of junior high? And um, so that was one thing. And then other teachers got inspired to start their own groups and they started math, math group and um, soccer group, basketball group, cheerleading group, dance, CrossFit. And that was one of the coolest things to see is because everybody likes different things. And when you can pull something that you're truly passionate about and, and like doing, and then teach that to your children and to your students and share that with them. That, that was great because we had a lot of students, even one in, some in my rugby group would say, Hey, this group is great, but I love CrossFit. I really want to go in that group. Someone, can I switch over to that? That was just really powerful to, to see teachers stepping up. But that was another way we found just, you know, growing student leaders because they were part of something, something important it's part of something special. And, and really it could be anything, uh, you know, anything in the building. If, if you make a student feel a part of the building, then that's a leadership opportunity that you can capitalize on. Um, and it could be a small thing that's maybe once one time, or it could be something that becomes a part of their regular routine. Well, and like you said, everybody has different interests. And so somebody being, you know, part of rugby may be well and good, but if you made everybody be part of rugby, then that's no good. But then the next step of that is when everybody's doing these things that they're passionate about, teachers and students alike, the relationships that get built can be so much deeper because it's not just about you have to do what I say in my classroom, but we're all here participating in something that we love. And and there's such such power that comes from doing those kinds of other things that are not specifically just your academic content. There's so much connection, relationships, support, all that can come from that. And it's really cool to see. 
Um, I, I really appreciate that. When you're talking about kids becoming coaches, assistant coaches, that's another great leadership opportunity that even if they're just leading a group of two other kids, that's still an opportunity. And, and that kind of you know funneling out of responsibility and opportunity really does give kids a sense of ownership in the thing they're doing and supports them in, in developing those leadership skills of you know, recognizing they can't force anybody to do something and helping them figure out how to motivate people without resorting to being a jerk about it. What have you seen with that, especially when kids are in those positions where it'd be easy to be a jerk and they have to maintain and make better choices? Yeah, you know, that's a great point because I had some students who maybe they didn't realize that sometimes they're not listening to the adults as much as they should, but when they would go into that assistant coach and they'd try to, okay, we're going to pass it this way. And, and then a couple of kids started goofing off in their group. They'd try to troubleshoot it and come over to me and say, they're just not listening to me. I'm trying to get our group to do this and we can't do anything productive because they're just horsing around. I'd say, what does that remind, remind me of? Uh, I feel like I had a conversation with somebody the other day and they'd be like, oh, Mr. Karras, Okay. Well, (laughs) you know, that, that was me in reading class yesterday. Well, you know, that's how the teacher feels when she's trying to do something productive. So what steps could you take to troubleshoot this, you know, with, without me having to come over and redirect because, you know, I said, Hey, you're the leader in this, in this small group. What are some things you could try? Well, maybe I could have a a talk with them one-on-one and, and tell them the importance of what we're doing. Okay, let's try that and see how that works. And, you know, so then we try to troubleshoot that with them because conflict is a natural part of life. And a lot of times our, our students don't know how to navigate conflict. And that's where we run into these behavior issues that seem overly aggressive or, you know, some people misinterpret them, but really what it is, is it's a call for help. How do I navigate these situations that I have emotions for it. I don't know how to express these emotions. So, you know, if we can learn how to navigate conflict and have what I say is have man-to-man conversations with them, we can get better, you know, and when that happens in our lives and there's some kind of uncertain things going on that make us uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it sounds like you're doing a ton of really great stuff and I'm I'm glad to share it and see that it's happening because these are the kind of stories that we definitely need to have out there that people can understand that, you know, you don't have to have some big, huge, expensive, grand program to make connections and give kids opportunities. And I love what you're doing there in Katie. My last question is, what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative principal like you? I think the best thing we can do is just think about what I like to tell our staff when we have trainings is every single interaction is a chance for us to better a relationship with somebody. So think of that one student or you know, any student in the hallway, every time you're in the hallways and what can we do to leave that student in a better place and feeling more empowered than when they, they came to us in that conversation, because I went to a training once and they said, you know, if, if you don't better your relationship in an interaction, then that relationship's not improving, it's stalling out. So what can you do in that one moment to better that person? So they leave you a better, in a better place. And, and really, I think that's just a small thing we can do is, you know, when we see a student in the hallway, ask them about themselves, ask them about something, you know, get to know them a little bit more, inspire them a little bit, challenge them to do something great and also celebrate the great things they are doing because students need to hear that and, and it makes them feel good. And it really makes them want to continue doing that. Absolutely. I think that's great advice and definitely something that we need to 
pay attention to. If you're, if you're not growing the relationship, then something's either growing or it's dying and it doesn't stay the same. It gets worse or it gets better. And, and um, that puts some pressure on us, I think, but I think that it's a good positive kind of pressure to help us continue to build those relationships. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, if you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff Karras. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Jethro Jones. And thanks again, Jeff, for being part of Transformative Principle. Hey, thank you. I appreciate your time today. Hey, middle school principals. What if I told you that all your teachers had to do to teach your students really valuable social and emotional competencies was just press play? In Control SEL is a fully automated video curriculum that teachers and students absolutely love. And that's because it's easy. And it looks just like a Netflix or a YouTube show. So all you have to do to hear about how it can completely transform your school is schedule your call. Tell us Jethro sent you and you'll get 20% off if you feel like it's a good fit. So go now to www.incontrolsel.com slash strategy call to schedule your call today. The link will be in the show notes. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.